0: Learning to be vulnerable in community helps me to learn to be vulnerable with God. Welcome to Mission Uplift.
1: My name is Jen, and whether you're here for the first time or you're a regular part of the Mission Uplift fam, it is my joy to welcome you here today. We're starting the year off with interviews that focus on uplifting scripture. And today's guest is Dominique Young. Dominique is a wife, a mom of four kids, and a lover of Jesus Christ. She is currently pursuing her master's in theology and is the founder and president of Faith Mamas Incorporated. Faith Mamas serves over 2,000 women around the globe with the mission to eradicate biblical illiteracy by equipping women with the tools to study, apply, and share timeless truths found in scripture. One of those ways is through the Faith Mamas YouTube channel. Dominique and I had an incredible conversation about uplifting scripture in community. We talked about what that looks like in ministry, leadership, friendship, family, and in online community. No matter where you are in this journey, there is something for you in this episode. So let's dive in. Check out Uplifting Scripture in Community with Dominique Young. Well, Dominique, it is a joy to have you back on Mission Uplift. I yeah. was I was thinking earlier, you were my very first interview on the Mission Uplift podcast two and a half years ago.
0: Wow, that is so awesome. Well, I'm yes. excited to be back. I'm excited to be back. This is amazing. Thank you for having me back. Yes, thank you for coming. And wow, a lot has happened
1: in the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. A lot has, you know, (laughs) gone on (laughs) in our lives individually, as a nation, as a world. Uh, But one thing that has not changed is uh, your commitment and passion for the word of
0: God. Praise God. Yeah. Amen. Amen. That's exciting just to hear that, you know, that I'm still passionate about the word (laughs) because just doing life, sometimes it can become difficult and things can become stale, but man, this this Bible still lights me up. God uses it to connect me to him. So I'm just grateful for that. Amen. Amen. Well, for those who may not
1: uh, have heard your first interview, tell us a little bit about yourself.
0: So I am Dominique Young. I am a, a wife, a mom. I love Jesus. Um, and through my relationship with God, I really have, learned a lot about myself, about mental health, all types of stuff. And because of what God has done in my life, one of the ways that I just love on him daily is by loving on his daughters. So I am specifically drawn to um, encouraging women uh, through the hope of the scriptures. And so I do that through a ministry called Faith Mamas. And I love to get that opportunity to do that. And I've been doing that now for some years wow, it's been years. That's crazy. <laughs> so, and it's been an amazing journey for sure. Mm-hmm.
1: Now in the last few years, uh, a lot of opportunities have opened up and connections have been made and you have gone back to school. You, And so in the middle of all these things, which you'll share about, uh, how has your personal Bible study Uh, been sustained, been fueled, you know, in the midst of everything going on, what has Bible study looked like for
0: you? Um, So that's a really great question. So the way that my personal Bible study has been fueled is I look at the Bible as an amazing story about God. And so I read it as such. I read it as a book that I can enjoy and learn more about God, but then I also read it as a text that I can study. Um, And then having, I think having a connection between my personal Bible study and corporate Bible study has really been transformative for me. And so what I mean by that is like having time to study the Bible personally, but then taking what I've learned and, and have a corporate conversation around a particular text where I'm not necessarily teaching the text, but where I'm facilitating a conversation around the text has just helped to deepen my time in personal Bible study. So it's like that combination between personal and corporate that I think we see throughout the Scriptures, specifically in the New Testament, how they would have that time with the Lord, but often come together corporately as well to discuss, you know, letters that they were being sent and things like that. So I think that that combination has really caused my Bible study to even go to a a deeper level than I thought was even possible. That's amazing. That's amazing.
1: And you have in your, in your ministry with Faith Mamas, which has been around for a while, but in the last few years, uh, your ministry has grown on YouTube through reading through the scriptures every day on, on YouTube. Tell us a little bit about mornings with Jesus
0: and the ministry there. Well, let me tell you first. Mornings with Jesus, I tell people this all the time. It's for me. <laughs> like, it has just <laughs> blessed me tremendously. So about 2 years ago, it's so funny because this was like a little le- well, 2 years ago in November. Um, I started this thing called Mornings with Jesus where I would get up in the morning and I would study the scriptures with whoever wanted to jump on live, which sounds absolutely bonkers because it's like you're grappling and wrestling with scriptures live for the world to see i mean or at least for the five people to see that started with me at the time <laughs> and so <laughs> but one of the things that god really spoke to my heart is like well you study you do your personal study at 5 a.m just study that same thing with other people and get different perspectives and mm-hmm. and deepen what what it is that i'm showing you and so it was really designed as an extension of my personal bible study time And again, it's at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So I really thought nobody would show up. Like I was convinced that I would be there by myself, but God is faithful. And when I started in November two years ago, there was like five or 10 women that would show up consistently and I would just hit live. We would read the scripture, read it twice, because that's something that um, the Lord has really been showing me in my personal time is like, whatever you're reading, read it twice, read it multiple times, even if it's more than twice. So we would get on, we would read that um, that scripture, usually it was a chapter, we would read it twice, and then we would go into a personal reflection time, then go into a corporate reflection time, and God constantly led us to like an overarching, um, an overarching concept or focus, but then we also walked away with personal interactions with God as well. So that's how it all started with 10 people. And I was amazed that five or 10 people were showing up live. But then I started to notice, oh my goodness, I'm not the only one who desires to study the Bible. Like I'm not the only one. Sometimes you can feel like, am I weird? (laughs) Like, am I the only one that really wants to dig in? But I'm not the only one. And so it went from five to 10 and then it went up to 20 and then it went up to 50. And now we're at like a hundred and some odd people joining live with over 300 people watching on the replay. And these happen every single day. Um, So I'm just absolutely amazed. I think when we hit 50 people live, I was like, there's 50 people waking up at 5am to study the Bible together. Um, And it's, it's just been absolutely amazing. And it really helps me to realize that there's a hunger out there for people who just want to have conversations around scripture um, in a way where we can walk away with heart transformation and application as well. So it's just it really has been an amazing journey for me, a transformative journey for me, and I pray and I hear, but I also pray that it's the same for those that join in. Um but who for me, good grief, it's just been another layer um to my bible study. Being able to talk about the scriptures with other people has just been amazing.
1: And you know, even though we have our personal time in scripture, you know, we're meant to have community. Mm-hmm. and not study the Bible in isolation mm-hmm. mm. and so for people to come together in that way and then be in relationship right because you have people who are consistently showing up and now getting to recognize names and prayer requests and yes. perspectives I mean what a what a difference that makes in study yes. and, in,
0: and in life <sighs> yes and it just showed me how powerful studying the Bible like you said, not in isolation, because I think specific, I, I live in America, right? So specifically in the West, we're very like isolated. Like we do a lot of things by ourselves. So I never really fully grasped the the power of communal Bible study. Like that was just not on my mind. It wasn't really on my radar. Like we would do it through faith mamas, but like actually sitting down to read it together and discuss it together. Like we didn't start doing that, um, to this magnitude until t- two years ago. And it has changed everything because I realized that the unique perspectives when it comes to um studying the scriptures, the unique perspectives that people have um in their interactions with God, it deepens my understanding of scripture because I'm gonna take I'm gonna read scripture no matter how much I try not to, I'm gonna read it through my own lens. I'm gonna read it through yeah. my own life, I'm gonna read it through I- no matter how much I try to stay faithful to the scriptures and make sure that I'm reading it in context and all that stuff, you still have your own personal funnel that you're going through. And when you read it corporately, uh, it helps to break free a little bit more from that funnel when you hear different perspectives and different lenses. It's amazing. But like you said, everything in our life, when we allow community in our life, it changes so much. And this is spoken for me for two years ago. I was afraid to have a friend. Like I was afraid to even be in anybody's community, talk to anybody. And now I'm like, yo, community changes lives. It's it's amazing.
1: God is amazing. <laughs> he is. And thinking, thinking back too to just having heard your story about how Faith Mamas began in the very beginning, mm-hmm. you know, was similar in that you, you're like, Hey, there's some people who want to study the Bible together. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And just how God has, um, brought people mindful of your need and your desire, and then brought all these other people alongside you.
0: Yeah. And it's so funny how Faith Mamas has grown. And I think it's, it really does mirror some of the things that God is doing in my life. So when Faith Mamas first started, I would put up a post, right? And the post would say, today we're studying this. And then underneath the post, we would just type our reflections. And that was a very easy entry point for me to engage around the scriptures with others. We're not, we don't have to talk back and forth. Like I can craft the perfect reflection to make sure that I'm saying the right thing. Um, And I can read whichever ones I want to read and kind of skim and all that stuff. And then from taking it from there to having like a zoom Bible study, like once a month and things like that. And now moving it to a morning to Jesus, where it's literally every single day where we're talking and conversing back and forth. Um, It shows me that this, this process of community does take time and it does take time to be vulnerable um, to that level. And I even see it with the faith mama's ministry, like mornings with, Faith Mamas didn't start with Mornings with Jesus, which I believe is a very vulnerable process of Bible study, because you're in the moment going back and forth. It's very yeah. it's very possible you can say the wrong thing, um, be misunderstood, like all of that is possible um, mm-hmm. and happens. Right. But I thank God that God didn't start Faith Mamas with the Mornings with Jesus, He started mm-hmm. it with a post where, you know, the response could be more crafted, you could take more time, and then eventually just peel back the layers into an even more vulnerable place. And then just this past September, we had our first in-person retreat. That's right. Which I think was a whole nother layer of peeling where people got to connect mm. in an even deeper way um, around scripture and got to be in in proximity with each other so I think that this whole community thing does take time it is a process and it's like God take peeling back the layers so that we can be vulnerable with each other while we study scripture because one of the things that I find when it comes to communally studying scripture is that people will often be very afraid that they're going to get something wrong
1: wrong right
0: terrified because you're not talking about Harry Potter books. You're talking about the Bible, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's like terrified that I'm going to misquote something or get something wrong. And so the fact that God is giving us the opportunity in a, in a place like this to, to, to grapple and to get stuff wrong and to, and to be okay, and then taking us yeah. to a place where we can do that in person. It's just been really transformational. I keep saying that because I'm just looking at my own life and I'm like, wow, God, you're so awesome. Thank you.
1: That is... <laughs> It's powerful, and just to see how God knows exactly how much we need, how much we have capacity for. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like, as your relationship with Jesus deepened Mm -hmm. and your level of trust with Him deepened, it opened up for trust
0: within this space. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And it does show me a little bit, like, you can't lead where you won't go, right? Yes. You just, you just can't, you can try, but it's not maintainable. Mm-hmm. Um And I've seen through Faith Moms, and I said it on um, our previous podcast, or your previous podcast interview, I said it, Faith Moms is like an accidental ministry, like I wasn't trying to start a ministry. Um But out of what God was doing in my life, and the passion that he was um, birthing and, 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 and stirring up in me surrounding the scriptures, it just kind of overflowed. Um, mm-hmm. And I find that that's absolutely amazing because it makes me realize that I don't have to try to be someone I'm not, that God will use me where I am with what he's teaching me um, and use it to to strengthen others, which... It just blows my mind in the most amazing way. So, yeah.
1: And there's such a difference between right out the gate, doing, doing, doing for God Mm -hmm. versus being with God Mm -hmm. and allowing him to decide what we do Mm -hmm. and what we do flow out of that
0: time that we are with him. There's a difference. There is a difference. And I've done both. Same. (laughs) Same here. I've both. I've done the doing, doing, doing. And even with faith mamas, it started out with just being with God. And then I got like, Oh my goodness, God is making this a ministry. And so then I started to get into do mode mm-hmm. and then God helped me to stop that, to get back into being with God, because it literally, it blows out of of that intimate relationship with him and one of the things that i realized is that god and i constantly connect through scripture like that is like i mean between scripture and worship like that is just how i connect with god on a regular basis now i'll be honest some people are prayer warriors i need to, <laughs> my prayer game is not <laughs> like i still need growth in that area but scripturally i love connecting with god through the scriptures like And I recognize that I do have friends who like they love connecting with God through prayer. Like they are like if you like they will stop everything you need to pray. They will pray right then. And I realized that God connects with me through scripture. And it's been amazing. And and it flows out like it flows out when I talk to people and things like that, because this is just our thing. It kind of reminds me of like when you have a dad and you and your dad connect through baseball. And somebody else's dad, they connect through dance or something like that. It's like, you want to, and then you grow up and you want to share baseball with everybody. You want to share baseball with your kids. Mm. You want to play baseball with your teammates because it started out as you playing baseball with your dad. And that's kind of like with the scriptures, it's like, it started out with God fostering a, a love of scriptures within me. And now I just want to talk about the scriptures with everybody. Like anybody want to talk about the scriptures? Everybody, It's fun. So yeah.
1: <laughs> it is fun. And I will say- you are a prayer warrior. <laughs> <laughs> now, I love I to be Don't get me
0: wrong. <laughs> but I've, I've, I've seen some folks that you can just, you know, it is a little bit of a difference. Like, I now I pray. Now, don't get me wrong. I'll pray. I'll connect with God through prayer. But I don't know. It's something about the scriptures that's just, I don't know. It's just like, I think my, I honestly think my, time in scriptures turns into prayer so it usually feeds Mm -hmm. into each other um and so yeah and it usually starts there and then feeds in and things like that so yeah it's interesting
1: and and, you know it's interesting thinking about like prayer and scripture i think that people naturally will have you know a drawing towards one more than the other Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day as we're growing in our relationship with jesus they both come together you because you read the scriptures and it tells us about prayer yep and as we're growing in prayer which is conversation and communion with jesus you know there's something about when we're praying the scriptures versus Mm -hmm. praying uh only what we feel now god invites us to pray all those things to Mm -hmm. lament to cry out to all those things and he invites us But there's something about when we're praying the word of God, God, you said, you said in your word. Yes. And then we know how to pray in a different way.
0: Yes. The scriptures have definitely transformed my prayer life. And I'm in the midst of a transformation, like right now when it comes to my prayer Mm -hmm. life. So that's why I'm saying like, because the scriptures have really changed the way I pray and i'm noticing i've noticed more like how am i concerned with god's will and his passions and is that concern for his will and his passions in my prayer life mm-hmm. which has transformed my prayer life and it's like you're so right it just the scriptures and prayer go together and oftentimes you'll find one completely God uses one to transform the other area or God uses this area to transform this area and, and doing both simultaneously. So it's, yeah, it's amazing. It is. (laughs) So this journey
1: that you have been on has, um, has, wow. I mean, so much has taken place so much. Yeah, How um, you have become an uplifter to many people, you know, through the ministry of faith mamas. And who would you say are your uplifters? Who are the people who... You know, in this area, whether it's of scripture or a prayer or just like, hey, <laughs> you know, uh, I don't want to be, you know, the founder and president of Faith Mamas right now. I just want to be yeah. Dominique. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, man. Well, I would definitely say, you know, we have our little sister circle that uh, was started some years ago. So that definitely uh, is still a place for me of safety and uplifting. Um, and God has given me the opportunity to meet some women along the Faith Mama road um, that have really come alongside of the work, but then become friends in the process. Mm -hmm. And um, so shout outs to them. It's just a a, a few of them that just have, I don't know, within the past year or two, really, that have been willing to like send text messages. So I will say I did meet some faithful women along this road. And then of course, you know, i have a best friend. Um, uh, so that has been with me for a very long time. And um, yeah, and continues to encourage me there. And so I, God has like, and, and the one thing I love about all these pockets of community is that they aren't all in the same place. It's mm-hmm. like, there's women that God has allowed me to meet through Faith Mamas. There's women that God has allowed me to meet and stay connected with, um, like when I was younger during my college and college years. And then there's women who through ministry, like our sister circle, we are all doing different ministry, but we're all encouraging one another um, in the process. And then of course, like my husband is like, mm-hmm praise God for him and, um, in his willingness to, um, just encourage, encourage my growth and relationship with God. Like he's always very like cautious if like, he doesn't want to get in the way of anything with God, but then also like, He's the one that encourages me when I'm like, low, And I'm like, uh, <laughs> he'll ask, did you read the Bible today? Cause he knows, he knows me. <laughs> he knows that I'm acting all types of, mm, it's because I probably didn't get the scripture. He just, he knows at this point where he, he realizes this is where God and I have our time. Um, and so I just, you know, I, I will say I am surrounded by so many amazing encouragers and I don't think before this two years that I noticed it Mm. like I've always had them around and they've always been in pockets of my life. And God has always brought more and more for different seasons. And some encouragers were there and they're not anymore. Um, But I praise God because I feel like these past two years have just been eye opening for me to see the community that God has already placed around me, whether they stay forever or not, it doesn't mm-hmm. really matter. Um, but I'm so grateful for the encouragers and, and how they encourage in different seasons. Like I have a cousin, um, Jernice, shout outs to Journeys She's the only one I said by name, girl. I hope you watch. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I have a cousin who, you know, we've known each other for a while. But it's it, within these past few years that she's really been an encourager to me. And I pray I've been so for her. Um, and so it's just amazing how God will move people in and out of your life, but He will also move people's positions to different places yes. um for different seasons. And she's one of those people where I've known her since I got married, um, because she's my husband's cousin. But within the last few years, she's just been like a constant encouraging force in my life. Um, and so Yeah. So praise God for all that encouragement. These questions are really helping me to reflect on like the goodness of God. Mm. It's so awesome.
1: Amen. Amen. You said a few things that stick out to me, the word pockets Mm. and seasons. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's just amazing to see how God knows the seasons that we find ourselves in Mm -hmm. and the seasons that change, right? Because Mm -hmm. no season is forever. So when it's an amazing season, we learn to embrace it and cherish it more because we know it's not forever. And when it's a difficult one, it helps to know this is not forever. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And we often don't know what the seasons of life are going to look like. Mm -hmm. Um, And to know that God will strategically bring people in Mm -hmm the season that you specifically needed. And sometimes it's the people we wouldn't expect. Yeah. How, how God will bring them into our lives and catch us by surprise of just the, the bond in Christ and the the support that is there and mm-hmm. pockets too. Right. Because I think just to have what a gift to have different people in different places. And I can relate to that too, where, you know, There are people from many different seasons of life who are pockets for me, who I might not have seen them face to face for 20 years, but I can call.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I don't need
1: the small talk.
0: Yep. We (laughs) (laughs) got right in. (laughs) Listen, can you pray for me? (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Amen. Yeah. Pockets and seasons. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: God is faithful to provide what we need.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. And it's interesting that he's faithful to provide what we need even when we don't notice he's providing it. Yes. And I I I I went through my life for a large part of my life um feeling alone. Like I went through a large part of my life just feeling very alone, isolated. And um and these past few years i've even seen some of that in like hindsight and realized i was god provided community in every season of my life even the season that i felt lonely there were people there that were praying for me and i know it now i didn't realize it then and so it kind of goes to that idea that god will provide what you need even if you don't know he's providing it Um, And now I'm a lot more aware of community and I'm a lot more aware that community doesn't have to look a certain kind of way, um, which has been transformative. Like I thought that in order to, you know, be supportive of someone else's ministry that I would have to go to everything they ever do. I would have to tune into everything. I would beat Mm -hmm. myself up if I could and I would call myself a horrible friend. But through, really through our relationship in the relationship with our sister circle, it showed me, look, you know, we're all on our own different journeys. And even if you can't make everything that everybody does, you keep praying, Mm -hmm. keep encouraging, and you still, you know, are friends and encouragement to one another. And it helped me to see that encouragement looks different depending on who it is. And, but yet to embrace it, no matter what it looks like, um, because there are those people that will encourage you by praying for you that will send you the random text message after six months of not talking. And then there are those people that are going to be in the trenches with whatever it is that God's called you to do. And they're right there, like pushing the boat too. And both yeah. of those people, both of those individuals are, in, are encouragers and uplifters in your life. And the one that randomly sends text messages every three to six months, those text messages, I don't know about y'all, but they'd be like right on time. You just I'm just yes. how did you notice it?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and So you know that, you know, this is a person that God is placing in your life for uplifting and encouragement in the seasons and at the times when he knows that you're going to yeah. need it. And so, yeah. yeah.
1: It's amazing. Yeah. That's good. I I know years ago God really dropped the word uplift in in my lap when I was mm-hmm. just praying about like mission and um what What have you called me to? Mm -hmm. And when you think about uplifting, yeah, there's an aspect of encouragement, you know, giving a that timely word. Uh, Sometimes it's like what you mentioned about those in the trenches, where you're pushing someone forward, right? And and it's almost like that coach. Or uplifting might be, hey, somebody, somebody has fallen, and they and and just either sitting right down right next to them. You know yes, absolutely you know reaching out a hand to help them get back up um mm-hmm. and so that there's so many different aspects that Gabi and to show me that are under the umbrella of uplifting it's it's mm-hmm. sometimes we don't like to hear those hard words from a coach in
0: yeah. the middle of the
1: game when we're losing
0: <laughs> yeah but it's necessary it's necessary and sometimes those hard words can turn that game around <laughs> like you'll get up even though you're like angry and you'll be like okay ah and it'll turn it'll turn the game around too so Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah yeah incredible
1: i'm so thankful for how the lord has surrounded you with all of those aspects of uplifting those timely words out of nowhere seemingly (laughs) you know that are right on time and and then to have people, even in this recent season, that have come alongside you in the ministry, yeah. because even for for ministry in itself, in the behind the scenes, we aren't meant to do that alone.
0: Yes. Oof. It's like our whole life is really designed to be lived in community. And that's why I believe that as I started studying the Bible with people, it took my personal Bible study time to another level right as I you know started to do ministry with people because like I said I was I was afraid of people (laughs) which is why it's so hilarious that God has me in the in the the realm of community building at all like I was not that girl growing up I was not her I was the one who was like "Mm -mm, I'll be the loner you know I'm good with that like I had like I I would go and I would say hey to people, but I would never get too close. Um, Some of that was wrapped up in trauma. I just was really afraid to get hurt because you will get hurt in community. I mean, it just is what it is. Mm -hmm. And so I was afraid to get hurt. But like now, like seeing, oh my goodness, like so much growth happens for you personally within community. So much perspective shifting happens in community. So much, you get so much more clarity around who God is through community. Like I think about the early church often and how most of them were illiterate. So like even mm-hmm. to be able to to read the letters and things like that they had to do it in community. Like it right. had to happen this way. And so it's just community for me, especially in these last few years, has just been transforming the way that I do everything, even the way that I parent. Like I mm-hmm. would never have thought about mothering as a part of community, but it's been that more and more so um, and reaching out for help and, and listening to um, the advice of others and encouraging others along the journey and being more transparent about the fact that I don't got it together. Uh, it's really changed the way that I've, I've parented. And then also looking at my family as a community in and of itself mm. um, that supports and encourages one another, even my children being a part of the community and not just being kids that are to be seen and not heard, but like, they're a part of right. the community also. And so, you know, and in, in studying the Bible, look studying the Bible with your kids, let me tell you, they see it. They see it differently. They will change mm. your perspective. So if you have little people, you have little people in your life, whether it's a, a son, daughter, a niece, nephew, whatever, open the scriptures and read it with them. You will be shocked Hmm. at the, at what they come away with. And it will literally take your faith game to a whole nother level. My son, Micah, just completely, we were reading about the tower of Babel and he just started talking about how, you know, as humans, we try to control everything and we try and he's going in in and I'm like, Wow. I need it all with that. Thank you. So wow, wow. I tell you, <laughs> kids will they will get right in there. They're yes, like, oh. <laughs> yes, uh,
1: yeah, yeah. And I and that's the important reminder that I think so many of us need that reminder
0: mm-hmm.
1: that community starts at home because Ooh. how many how many ministries that are appear to be flourishing have are struggling behind the scenes Yep, and some is people have great motives but they will neglect their own time with jesus or their own family for the sake of the ministry the doing yes um and then sometimes the motives aren't right and and that's where the the importance of scripture the importance of community accountability encouragement is so crucial yeah, for ministry leaders, absolutely. because community does start at home. And for those who are not married, you know, being intentional and strategic about what community looks
0: like for you on an ongoing basis as well. Yeah, yeah. it's so crucial. And I, I was recently taking a homiletics course, and my professor was uh, really driving home this idea that even as preachers, you can't think of yourself as like coming from the side and preaching to a community right it has to be i'm coming from within the community i am in this community too mm-hmm. i need this just as much as you do like and so recognizing that whether it's in leadership or wherever whatever it is that not i'm not i'm not like this sage on a stage type of thing but I am within the community as well. And that has been really a transformation. I heard there was one um, uh, person that I knew that gave this advice and I think it was actually not good advice, but I'm gonna share it. The advice was you can't be friends with anybody that you are ministering to. And it was advice that I think a lot of ministry leaders adhere to because they're afraid to be hurt. And a lot of times people don't talk about this. They talk about church hurt from, um from the people that are maybe on in the in the pews and things like that but they don't necessarily talk about church hurt from the leader's perspective and and because of that it causes like a distance I can't I can't be a part of this community like I can't Mm -hmm. be a part of this community I've got to find community elsewhere and that's very hard to do also so a lot of times you know um leaders uh of different ministries or communities things like that they'll be very isolated yes and that isolation will tear you up and eventually your life your family your everything is breaking down because you're giving everything to this community that you're not allowed to be a part of and so it's like i can't be a part of it because i might get hurt
1: Mm. but i
0: need community but i can't be a part of this one and it it becomes like a it messes with your mind. Yeah. It messes with your mind. And I did that even with Faith Moms for a little while because I thought, well, you know, no, I can't, like, I can't ask for prayer here. This can't be where I ask for prayer because then people will think that if I'm asking for prayer and then I'm teaching them about scripture, then there then may be something's wrong with me. And I had to like, no, you ask for prayer here. This is a, co- mm-hmm. you are a part of this community too. And the same thing goes with when you're at home. Like, I can't ask my kids to pray for me. I'm their mom. Mm. No, this is your community. They are members of your community. They can pray for you. Like, they will pray for you. And so it's getting out of this, like, compartmentalizing ourselves and really, really being willing to fully embrace the communities that God has allowed us to be a part of. And will we get hurt? Yes, maybe. Will people misunderstand our motives? Quite possibly. Mm -hmm. Like, will people think whatever? Maybe. Maybe. But the reality is, no matter what, I still need community just like everybody else. And God has provided beautiful spaces of community. And many of those spaces are spaces that I've, I have the privilege of leading in in this season. But there's are still beautiful spaces of community. And if I only see it as places where I'm leading, then I miss the community yeah. that's available right there, right yeah. there.
1: Man, it's powerful. And I think that's why there's such uh, an attack mm-hmm. in that space. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know the the numbers, but there's a large percentage of leaders, pastors who have not one friend. Yeah. Yep. And the isolation that comes, the deception mm-hmm. that can so easily come is it's scary yeah. to think about. And we hear the horror stories that yeah. as a result of that and so to embrace the community in our homes in our ministries and outside too like there's there's like you said the different pockets there's different connections for different reasons
0: yes and absolutely. but it
1: but at the end of the day we're a human being <laughs> and we all need jesus we are- and we all need the bible and we all need prayer yeah we all need one another
0: Yes oh, It's so very true It's so very true And you know I r- realized That that will Taking that stance will Allow us to take off these Capes that we try to put on yeah. I've put them on I've been trying to be superwoman and stuff But to take off the capes And, and just be vulnerable yeah. um, And It it really does change everything. Like the the vulnerability and the willingness to be in community and things, it does change everything. At least it has for me. Yeah. And um, I realized that learning to be vulnerable in community helps me to learn to be vulnerable with God. It literally mm. helped me because I didn't yeah. realize just even how reserved I was with God. So God uses community to teach me even how to engage in relationship with him. And it, I mean, I'm telling you, these past two years have been completely transformational in my life mm-hmm. um, when it comes to community. And when it comes to all of that, when it comes to putting down the facade, the show, I mean, that's honestly, that's one of the things that blocked me for so long from having friends within ministry from anything. It was mm-hmm. this show, this facade, this I mean, that's, it's heavy to try to keep up that, that picture, Um, you know, it's just too heavy, and when we are willing to be a part of the communities that God has placed us in, or called us to, and willing to be a part of those communities, it allows us to lay down the facade, lay down the show, lay down the picture, lay down, like, I'm, hey, y'all, like you said, I need Jesus, just like you, we all need Jesus, we're going to We're gonna need them together. We're gonna pray for each other. We're gonna encourage and uplift one another right here. And you know, it a lot of the community, like I said before, a lot of the community, God had placed me there the whole time. I just was too scared. Mm -hmm. I was just too scared. And I thank God for helping me to get to a place where I was willing because community requires vulnerability. Like it just does. It, does. it Yeah, it just does. And, and I thank God for just the process of being more vulnerable, because when you're more vulnerable, you know, you realize that, oh, there's community there, and there's love and support there, where I thought that mm-hmm. there would be condemnation there. And
1: mm-hmm. yeah.
0: God is awesome.
1: And I think about too, what the last two years have looked like across the board for so many and to think mm-hmm. that in these last few years that have been so difficult on so many levels mm-hmm. it's within those last two years that God has provided this for you yes which shows like God is able it's right. uh, sometimes like when we're in that place of isolation or resistance right mm-hmm. we we may not like what has been made available. <laughs> to us or whatever that might look like but there is something about when we really ask I I remember you know this memory came back now where when I first started serving the Lord for real right Mm -hmm. like I grew up knowing Jesus pastor's kid but I was off the wall rebellious (laughs) and when I was about 20 I had like a life-changing encounter with Jesus Mm -hmm. and the Lord led me to go to a different church. Mm. where I was just Jen I Mm -hmm. and my parents were so supportive which you know they could have said you need to be with us in our church and and they were like you want to serve Jesus go wherever you want (laughs) you know but being Jen who no one knew meant that I didn't have friends Mm. and and I in that season of my life I needed to step away from the people who had been my friends for a long time because of the temptation to fall back into the way that I lived before. And I remember the Lord connected me. I knew this was a place that I needed to be in that season, but I would leave after a night of ministry and be so lonely. And I just remember praying, God, will you will you bring me friends? And I feel like, I mean, I look back in that season of young adulthood, how the Lord blessed me with friends who loved Jesus. And, and in every season, like God has somehow, it's like the, we pray that a prayer and we don't realize how the answers continue to spill over into years and decades uh, in different ways and in different shapes. But I, I knew that I needed to be vulnerable enough to ask God to provide that and not think that I could do this all by myself.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's so good. You had mentioned, too, about these last two years, right? So much has happened in the world. And in these last two years, like, for me, it's been a time of, like, connection and community. Um, And I recently I heard someone say, like, you know, everybody needs to come back into the church building because, you know, we can't forsake the assembly, assembling together of ourselves. And I realized that you can be in the building. And forsake the assembling together of yourselves, because if I'm in the building masked, like not COVID mask, but if I'm in the mm-hmm. building like masked, like you don't know who I am, like right. I'm I'm not vulnerable. I'm wearing like a costume ultimately, so that you will mm-hmm. only see me in a certain light. I I I am very like planned and and you know all this stuff. I don't want you to see behind the scenes of my life. Then are we really? assembling together are we real like I think about like even the concept of assembly like if you're putting a toy together you have to put the pieces together there's like mashing and you know Mm -hmm. things like that and so it's like are we really doing that just because we come into a building like does it mean that there's community there and Mm -hmm. I think that that has helped me tremendously to realize that I do have a part to play in this, in the sense that, you know, bringing my myself to the table, and honesty, and and vulnerability, and, you know, I I used to pray for friends, and then when they would come, I wouldn't be vulnerable, and I wouldn't, I would be like, I would I would be so afraid that they were going to leave that I mm. wouldn't be myself. And then they got so used to the picture that I was demonstrating to them that when I started to try to be myself, it was like strange. They thought that I was like, what's going on here? And what I realized, and I would get frustrated. I was like, see, people don't like me. People don't like who I really am. So I got to keep putting this picture. And what God began to show me is like, no, if you would be vulnerable and if you would just be you up front, <laughs> you, would, you would connect well with the people yeah. that are designed to connect with you. You keep connecting with people that connect with your facade. And then you're upset. Mm, (laughs) And then you're upset because when you start trying to be more you, they're like, wait, but they connected with who you demonstrated yourself to be. And so this two years of, you know, we can't go into buildings a certain kind of way, or you know, Mm -hmm. you know, there was isolation and then there was all types of things. And it seems like it seemed like there was so many. Uh, hoops that you had to jump through just to be in community. For mm-hmm. me, this has been the two years that I found community because yeah. just because of God showing me, like, just be just be you. Just be you. And it's been transformational. Now, granted, yeah. I think that, you know, all this stuff that's happening in the world helped me to not have to do it, like, all at one time. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, you get practice with one person or two. Because it's not like a whole crowd of people at first, right. like It's Definitely been it's definitely been amazing.
1: <laughs> well, I think you know this is this is a testimony to the fact of what God can do in online community as well. Mm-hmm. And I think that I too have experienced powerful connection over these last few years, and in a lot of ways, uh, because I mean it's not a secret with some of the health challenges that I have mm-hmm. I actually felt more connected during quarantine season than I would have otherwise because mm. more things were made available online mm-hmm. and so there is God I'm not saying don't walk into a building or <laughs> you know yeah. like that but i I have experienced for myself the power of community and studying the word together and praying together in you know, opening up with one another online. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And we live in a a time where there's value in both.
1: Yes. It doesn't have to be either
0: or it can be both Mm -hmm. and there's value in the online spaces and there's value in the in-person spaces. Yes. And, you know, before we didn't have, you know, if you go like 50 years ago, we didn't have the access to online spaces like we do Mm -hmm. now. Like yeah. Even if I go back to when I was in college, when I, when I, uh, I think it was my sophomore year when Facebook really got, got going. Um, but before that there was no online spaces, no way to connect with people like that. Um, but now there is. And so there are these variety of avenues, um, where people can connect. And I think that it's powerful. It's powerful yeah. to be able to form true connection and community in these pockets that god has allowed us to in these seasons of our life um and it will deepen our relationship even with god it like yeah the communities he's allowed us to be a part of um if we allow ourselves to be vulnerable there in the places that he's leading us to i believe that from my experience it will lead you to an even deeper relationship with him as well yeah absolutely
1: this is been so rich. Amen. And just seeing how scripture poured out in community and what that looks like. Mm -hmm. You know, I wonder if before we close our time together, would you take a few minutes to, to pray for who, whoever may be listening or watching and wants to study the Bible? And Mm -hmm. maybe is doesn't have that sense of community? Cause that seems to be the overarching theme, even in our conversation today. Uh, would you pray for, for that listener, for that person who's viewing that
0: God would provide what he's provided for you? Amen. Yes. Yeah. Gladly, gladly. Mm-hmm. Father God, uh, first and foremost, I just thank you Lord for this time, this opportunity um, to be able to talk and to share. And Lord, I pray for the listener that's listening right now, that desires community that wants um, To connect with you through community, but just Doesn't seem to have access to it right now. Father God, I pray that you would provide But I know that you are a provider. I've seen you do it in my life And I pray for that listener that you would provide safe spaces for them to connect and grow in you alongside others And Lord God, I pray that if you've already provided it and they just may not notice it, that you would open their eyes to see you and to see what you've provided already around them. Lord, I thank you. And Lord, I pray that if there's no community that exists right now for them, that you would create one Mm -hmm. or that you would create one just for them and for those that you are connecting um, to them in this season of their lives. Lord, I thank you. Because I know, I know from personal experience that you are able to do this. And I thank you so much for what you're doing in their lives. And I pray, Lord God, that they become so much more aware of the community you've placed around them. And that, Lord, that you would continue to just pour out in them people, whether it's in person or online, that they can connect with and grow with. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen.
1: Amen. Dominique, it has been a joy to have you on today.
0: I love Mission Uplift.
1: Oh, I love love you. (laughs) (laughs) It has been wonderful. I am so thankful for you, for your friendship, for your ministry, for your love for the word and your family and community. So thank you for sharing a little bit of that with
0: us. Amen. Well, thank you for having me. And I love you. Love you. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) There are so many
1: powerful takeaways from today's conversation with Dominique. A lot of uplifting food for thought. Dominique is a blessing, and I encourage you to connect with her ministry, subscribe to her YouTube channel, and send her a word of encouragement. Let's continue to uplift the uplifters. Was there a part of the conversation that stood out to you specifically? If so, share with us in the comments below. I'd love to hear from you and connect with you here on YouTube. And if you haven't already done so, be sure to like this video and subscribe to the Mission Uplift YouTube channel. And if you're catching the audio version, subscribe to the Mission Uplift podcast on the platform that you listen to most regularly. There's more to come next Tuesday, more uplifting stories centering around lifting the truth of God's word. You don't want to miss it. Thanks for stopping by today, Mission Uplift fam. I'm always grateful. See you soon.